Hey everyone, it's Mike. I just wanted to come on real quick and let you know that this episode does contain vulgar language. So if you are uh, not interested in that type of language or uh, easily get uh, offended by that type of language, this might not be the episode for you. Uh, But we appreciate you if you do continue to listen. If not, that's completely fine. We'll see you next week. Thanks. We're going to be deep diving into the NFL, going to be taking a look at every single division and predict every single team's record. I think they're one of my favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. This team, that offense, does not excite me. I think the offense continues to regress. It's going to be Mahomes versus Russ for the MVP. And if you disagree, you're wrong. Sorry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the WNP Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Croshaw. How are you doing today, Chase? Doing swell, as always. How are you, Mike? I'm doing very well, and today we we brought along someone new, uh, a friend of ours that... Is a Tom Brady fan. This is the AFC South or the AFC no, he's and NFC South. Not a Tom South. Brady fan. He's a Tom Brady, Tom Brady diehard K-pop level type stan. He's the only guy I would fuck. <laughs> All right, perfect. Out. Perfect introduction for <laughs> yours truly, Davey Lester. How you doing, Davey? I'm glad to be here. How are you guys doing? Doing very well, and it's going to be fun this episode because obviously, Davey, it's his first time being on the show. So Chase and I. We're going to do our best to just bully him off of the show for forever. Yep. You ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready for that. Yeah, okay, you got to carry me. I'm a fucking noob. I mean, well, I can't for, swear, right? Or... Well, like, kind of. Okay, I mean, I'll stop saying F bombs then. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll make it easier on you in post. Yeah. I mean, the, the first thing we'll do right off the bat is just make fun of Davey for bringing over paper instead yeah. of his laptop. Yeah. Uh, he came over, said he felt like Colin Coward. Obviously, that's not a good feeling, but uh, <laughs> hey, we'll give it to him. So, uh, like I said, AFC and NFC South episode. Uh, we're going to leave the NFC for last this time. We usually go NFC first. However, we're going to leave it for last this time because we know you're going to have a lot to say about Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the AFC South is the worst division of the two as well. So, we'll hop right into our AFC South. Davey, we'll have you start first. Who is first place in your AFC South? Oh, well, I got the Titans first place. And what's their record? Uh, ten and six. Ten and six for the mm. Titans. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> any thoughts on why they will be ten and six? What do you like about them? Well, I just like their offensive line for sure. I, I love Derrick Henry a lot, and that division is so. I think it's very weak. I'm not a big fan of the Texans for sure. I don't like Bill O'Brien at all, the head coach. And then they lost the big weapon in D Hop for sure. Obviously, yes. Yeah, Chase, uh, your thoughts on first place in this division? So I actually have the Texans at first place with the same record as the Titans at 10-6. and Like the same record as Davies' Titans, I should say. Uh, So I don't have them there. You'll hear where they are. So I just look at this division, and yeah, as you mentioned, it does not thrill me. It is very weak. Uh, There's one superstar quarterback in this division. The others are solid to not that, (laughs) Um, or like the other three, I should say, really. So I'm banking on the superstar quarterback doing enough. He's I think Deshaun Watson has enough to really win his team five, six, seven games, like work just truly on his back. And then the other five games can just come from his team performing well enough. And that's a ten and six. 
Not an impressive win in the division, but enough to get it done. Okay, very interesting. My first place team, I'm going to have to agree with Davey, even though I hate to do that. Uh, The Tennessee Titans at 10-6 and as well. Obviously, I'm not the biggest Tennessee Titans fan. I think uh, we've known that since we started the show. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, very underwhelming quarterback. I don't think he's very good. Uh, Definitely bottom half of the league, at least in my opinion. Then we look at Derrick Henry. Obviously, I've talked about my uh, distaste for Derrick Henry. I'll admit he had a great season last year, but he's not going to do that again. Uh, Maybe he gets close, but obviously he's going to regress. If he doesn't, then maybe he's the best running back in the league, but I can tell you he's not that. I don't think he's even a top five running back in the league. When it comes to stacking the box and putting him, let's say, at the five-yard line trying to score a touchdown – I'll definitely take him top five. But when it comes to overall running back game, doesn't sniff my top five. So, uh, obviously, not as high on the Titans as some of our other friends. Luckily, they're not on the show, so they don't get to say that the Titans are going 14-2. and Thank God. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I think the Titans are probably the most well-rounded team, which is kind of sad to say because this division isn't very good at all. No, it it's probably the weakest division in the league, in my opinion. I would agree with that. Um, Except for maybe the NFC North because they got the Lions in there. <laughs> kick rocks, honestly. <laughs> All right, Davey, let's go to your second place team. Who you got? Uh, I got the Texans, obviously, going 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay. And, I mean, it's going to be all on Deshaun Watson's back. It's the only thing they have. So, okay. it's really yeah. hard. Chase, your second? Second, Tennessee Titans, of course. I mean, uh, those two teams, I assume, are everyone's yeah. top two teams. Yeah. Um, really? Wow, yikes. Really? Okay, well, Ooh, I'm going to continue. Cool. Uh, but hey, what else? <laughs> I, I have the Titans at 7-9. and nine. I think Ryan Tannehill is, as Mike said, a bottom half-league quarterback. Yeah. Last year, even with his low numbers, you know, like he had the 82-yard game in, in the playoffs. Like he, he had a lot of those types of games where he just let, let Derrick Henry do everything. Teams are going to be able to control that. Not a ton because Derrick Henry is still a, the hardest guy in the league probably to tackle, but they're going to be able to control it a little bit more. They're going to scheme differently, set up the box differently. And he was, Ryan Tannehill was, ridiculously efficient last year. Those efficiency numbers are going to drop as he's going to have to throw the ball a little more, be a little more in the game. And he's just a mediocre talent when it comes to the quarterback position. It's going to be enough where the team's going to struggle offensively. Not like heavily struggle, but enough to the point where the defense isn't going to do enough and the team's just going to float around that 500% and be below for me. Yeah, and I agree with the fact that you said Tannehill's going to have to throw more. I forgot to mention it when I was talking about the Titans and Derrick Henry's regression this year. I think they're going to face a lot of eight-man boxes, and that's obviously going to uh, upset his production. We saw the Kansas City Chiefs were able to shut him down in the playoffs, so I think a lot of teams are going to be looking at that as well. I just got to say, though, for a fancy perspective, even though I'm not the high in Tannehill, if you have A.J. Brown or you have a draft coming up and A.J. Brown is getting close to being available for you, I think you'd be stupid not to take him because like, he is the one passing game option in that offense, so if they're going to throw the ball, like he could – be a top five, top ten targeted receiver in the league easily. And last year he was ridiculously efficient. That's going to drop a little bit too. Yeah, for sure. But still, with the sheer volume that he could really get, it could be just asinine numbers. The crazy thing with A.J. Brown, he only had like 52 catches, but had a ton of yards and a good amount of touchdowns just because his yards per catch, I think, rated top five in the league, which is crazy. Um, But moving on to my second-place team, I have the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. 9-7. and seven. Now, let me tell you why. The Indianapolis Colts last year were 7-9. and nine. They had Jacoby Brissett as their starting quarterback. 
terrible. He's now their backup, obviously. Um, and they also had some injuries and a lot of young players. They've got a lot of young talent on this team. Uh, what do they do this offseason? They add DeForest Buckner, one of the best young defensive linemen in the league. They still have an amazing offensive line. They add Phillip Rivers, who has been a very good quarterback over his career. Last year, he Brutal. had a very bad year. Brutal. However, I think most of that, uh, I'm not going to say all, all of that, but most of the reason he had such a bad year is because obviously he's very immobile as well as the Chargers have a terrible line. I think the Colts have a top-five offensive line in the league. I think if he's safe, he can do some stuff uh, with the newly added weapons like Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. So uh, they're only winning two more games than last year, even though they added, I think, a ton of weapons. See, I mean, we'll, we'll get to my, my yeah. Colts uh, evaluation soon. But Yikes, you got the Colts 4-12, and 12, dude? <laughs> no, I don't have a 4-12, and 12, but I'm I'm just I'm not sold on Phil Rivers anymore. Like I know he had a that rough offensive line working from last year, going to a much better situation. But the receiving options here, like, like they're fine. Like, T.Y. Hilton's still good, but he's yeah, he's going down. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's injury prone, and he's going down. Paris Campbell, you're hoping for a lot second year. You're hoping I for a lot of Pittman, rookie. Though. Yeah, P- Pittman's awesome, and he could, he could easily have the possibility of being the best rookie receiver yeah. this year just based on sheer volume, but it's still a rookie receiver. You yeah. don't know. And then the tight end game is just, like, Great, Trey Burton and Jack Doyle. <laughs> yeah, so like this team, like off offensively, just doesn't not do a lot to throw me. I really like the running backs. I like Marlon Mack. I like I don't like love him as a talent, but with an offensive line, he still yeah. can easily rush for a thousand yards. Jonathan Taylor as a rookie is still going to get the attempts. He's not going to be the guy like he could have been on a lot of other teams, but he still could easily like, have an eight hundred rushing yard season. This could be a top end rushing yard team, but I just I I just have a really bad feeling about the passing yeah. game for some reason. That's one thing that I look at the Colts a lot with is the overall talent when you look at it. It's not amazing. They don't have stars everywhere. Even though they have a ton of cap space, uh, they just haven't really been able to capitalize on the free agency moves. Uh, They have done very nice in the draft, obviously. They added those two nice offensive weapons. They got Quentin Nelson in the draft. Uh, A couple other amazing players, too. Um, But when you look at the team overall, it's not stunning. But I feel like that's this whole division. No, that's fair. All right, Davey, let's move on to your third-place team. I'm sorry, first, did the Texans make the playoffs for you at the, the two-seed in that division? Nope. No, they did not. Chase, the no. Titans did not make. Okay. 7-9. No. All right. Back play at 7-9. And then I got the uh, Colts going 5-11. Like Oof. like Chase, I'm not a big fan of Phillip Rivers either. I, I, do, I, do, I do love the running backs. Like Obviously, like you said, the offensive line stellar. I like I like them fantasy wise. I don't like them to win games though. I agreed. I don't I don't know how they get worse when all they did was get better in the offseason. I mean if Tom went there they'd be fucking really good, but you know. Sorry. Who? Tom Brady. D- so <laughs> should, should I move on to my number four team who was the Indianapolis Colts then? Yes, they're my number four. You're number division. four? They are, so I'll, I'll, I'll just go. I'll, I forgot so, you like the Jaguars that that's much. That's so, terrible. So the Colts are 5-11 and 11 also for me, but I'm, I'm going to talk about them really quick since we're, it's really just on topic. Yeah. Like I mentioned how I just don't like that offense, and really when it comes down to it, I just I look at their schedule and like I just I don't like their matchups. You know, on the, on the road I have them going 1-7. If you're going 1-7 and seven on the road, you're not making the playoffs at any point unless you go undefeated at home and still that's like – pretty iffy this team they just they don't have like a extremely hard schedule but they just don't have matchups that i really like like 
even at like at home, for example, uh, let's see a game. So like they're playing Minnesota at home week two. Like I don't think it's a game they have much chance in. Uh, when it comes Baltimore week nine, another game I don't think they have much chance in. They just have these unfortunate matchups, and then on the road with COVID stuff, I'm just discounting a lot of teams on the road. Mm -hmm. I give a heavy advantage to home teams, but their home matchups just are not ideal in my opinion. So really, when it comes down to it, just this Colts team I think is going to disappoint in terms of like an. NFL standards, but they could be a very nice, like, what's the word I'm looking for? A very nice fantasy-relevant team. I don't know. I They have, by far, in my opinion, the best coach in the division. And look at the Colts the last two years. Uh, I think two years ago, they went like 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. Last year, they weren't 7-9. and nine. They're hovering around even with a very lackluster team when it comes to talent. <clears throat> now you give the best coach in this division more talent. I think that's improvement. And remember, hot takes episode. I believe it was your hot take. You said the Colts are using all three quarterbacks this year. Yeah, and I heavily like. I I really firmly believe that's very much possible, and I think it's going to be a result of Philip Rivers flopping. So, like five and eleven. If that if your hot take comes true, this will be a five and eleven type team. Who are their quarterbacks besides Brissett? Philip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett, Jacob Eason. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they spent decent. Yeah, not I like amazing. I heard decent. that past podcast. I remember you talking about. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I listen. I'm a listener. Nice. <laughs> Hey, if you're a listener, maybe we'll get you on next. Just leave a comment and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> For sure. All right, let's uh, move on to my third-place team. Um, the Titans and the Colts both made playoffs for me. The Colts got that very last uh, spot. But the third-place team, obviously the Houston Texans. I've got them at 7-9. and nine. Absolutely love Deshaun Watson, but this team is a mess. They have one of the worst secondaries in the league. We've watched it just get absolutely torched every single year. They lose to Davion Clowney last year, and J.J. Watt is just a liability because of all of his injuries. Uh, obviously a great player on the field. but um, And then they lose all of their offensive weapons too because Bill O'Brien is just stupid. Uh, I love Sean Watson. I think he is a great quarterback. I have him in my top ten. However, there was also question marks about his, uh, uh, I guess, sustainability and being able to stay away from the injury when he was coming into the league. and He's done fine since then, I'm just saying. What's that? He's, he's done pretty fine since coming to the league, though. Like he's yeah, been... but their offensive line still isn't great. Oh, it is. And now he doesn't have any weapons. No. See, like, he doesn't have, like, the DeAndre Hopkins type of weapon, but David Johnson once, you know, like, uh, so many years ago. One he, season, though. Yeah, he had that one season of great production. He's going to break and, his wrist or something the first yeah, game. Oh, prob yeah. probably. He's going to step on the field and tear his ACL. But, like, <laughs> if, he's, if he stays healthy, this is the type of offense where he could go back, not yeah. to being, like, a running back one in terms of fantasy, but, like, he could be a guy who is very helpful to that offense. Brandon Cooks, even yeah, though if he gets breathed on, he like dies because of his concussion history. Like he's still one of the best talents at wide receiver in the league. So there is that potential. Will Fuller is another not, not, one, of the best. not one of the best. But Just go look at his production. I do, I do like Will Fuller number, a lot. Numbers don't lie. He's that fucking numbers, guy. The numbers don't lie with Brandon Cooks. Uh, Will Fuller is yeah another guy that I mentioned. That yeah. I like like the receiving court is fine. It's in, I'd say it's above average. The running backs, if they can perform, it can help really sustain that team. And I think the offense can just get enough done, even with the defense being horrible. They have the benefit of playing the other three teams in their division twice a year. The problem here is you are betting on four, basically four Tyler Eiferts to stay healthy. Will Fuller injured every single year. Brandon Cooks injured every single year. Uh, Kiki Kuti injured every single year. 
David Johnson injured every single year except for, for like the, uh, the season he yeah. went off. And I just got to say, like, why doesn't Duke Johnson ever get the chance? He's been one of the most efficient running backs in the league, and he just never gets the opportunity. So maybe if David Johnson does go down, Duke Johnson has his, like, breakout he's been waiting for for five years. I thought that running back room was the most impressive part of that team outside of D. Hops and Deshaun Watson last year with Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. But they decided they'd have to they, address they, it more. They traded, what, a third-round pick for Duke Johnson a couple years ago and just have not ever given him the chance? Like, why waste a draft capital if you're never going to use the guy? Maybe this is finally the year because David Johnson will probably end up dying on the field. So, but like, I you, you got to be kind of optimistic. I don't trust Bill O'Brien, obviously, yeah. but I just trust Deshaun Watson too much. I, I, I just don't think he can push them over that hump. I mean, 7-9 is still a great record yeah. and for I'm, a team with no weapons whatsoever. What do you have them at in the division? Uh, four and two. I'm at five and one in the division. Okay. Yeah. So I've got I've got them beating the Jags both times and then splitting with Tennessee and Indianapolis. Okay. I've got Tennessee, Indianapolis, and Houston all four and two in the division, and then the Jags own six. Um. All right, Davey, let's talk about your fourth place team. That's obviously going to be the Jags. Yep. What are your thoughts Jaguars. on them? I got them three and thirteen. Three and I know you love your boy Garner Minshew, but I don't. I love him enough. I don't love him where the he's like and their top defense took a huge hit last year. Their defense is nowhere near where it was when they when they made the uh, championship game. Don't like it, especially because Unique Ngakwe is holding out. I mean, he did fire his agent, but he still wants out of Jacksonville. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, they don't have a lot of talent there. Chase, yeah. let's hear about your number three team, the Jags. Yeah. So I have them at six, I have them at six and ten. So like two, three, and four, seven, nine, six, ten, five, eleven in this yeah. division. So they're all like the same team. So either one could easily flip flop yeah. in my opinion. Uh, I just, this Jags team, they have the right players on offense to like actually do some damage. The offensive line is a little bit lackluster. I hate Fournette. I hate See, I, I like Fournette. I think Fournette has a lot of talent, but he just has really struggled with yeah, efficiency. With and, but la- last year he had a great year. Uh, I, I'd expect some regression because like he, he's not going to see the amount of targets he did last year. Yeah. So I'd expect him to regress a little bit. But at the same time, I really like that receiver room. I think D.D. Westbrook could have a Devontae Parker-type season finally. Gardner Minshew, if you look at it, he was, like, in terms of efficiency and throwing the ball and, uh, like, touchdown interception ratio, he was the best rookie quarterback last year, which it doesn't sound like he would be because, like, he does seem kind of underwhelming. But he was, and he can run the ball too. He can help manage the game the right way. He can still throw for 250 yards in a game, get a couple touchdowns, enough to the point where the running game and the passing game are going to be too hard to guess. Not, like, too hard to guess, but, like, hard enough to guess. Not to the point where they're just going to be, like, walked around on the league. But I do agree the defense is horrible. I think they lose games because their defense this year. I think this offense has a chance to, like, be top half. I don't think it's impossible. But the defense is going to be so bad that it's just going to kill them. And you're saying that 6-10. and 10. I'm, saying, I'm saying that 6-10, and 10, yeah. The offense is enough to be 6-10. and 10. Right. I have them going 2-4 in the division as well, so there's two wins in the division. Well, my Jags are 2-14. and 14. No chance. Ooh. They go 0-6 in the division, like I said earlier I, on. I would bet on that. Um, <clears throat> and that is, let's split it down the middle, 4. I'll take um, under 4. You take over 4. Wins. Okay, and then if, if it hits 4, is it just a push? Yeah. Sure, we can do that. 10 right. bucks. Easy money. How about 20? 20, why not? Sure. Um, okay, so here's the thing with the Jags. Uh, obviously, their defense is terrible. And if you go back to our predictions last year, I was actually pretty high on the Jags. I think I had them at 
nine and seven because they had a ton of talent. Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Bouye, Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, a ton of talent. They brought in Nick Foles. I wasn't high on the Jags last year because I did not like Nick Foles, which is funny. We're I hate kind of Nick Foles, here. but yeah, he's, yeah. he's good, though. So continue. So. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought they were actually going to be good because just look at that defense. It's so damn talented. Well, now they lose basically everyone as A.J. Bouye gets shipped off, Calais Campbell gets shipped off, Jalen Ramsey gets shipped off. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe obviously demanding a trade. Really, the only notable names they have there are their two rookies they took in the first round, and Calavon Chason and C.J. Henderson, and then Josh Allen, who they took in the first round last year. When I look at their offense, I think they have uh, some talented pieces. D.J. Chark blew up last year. He's shown he's got some promise. D.D. Westbrook, I've honestly expected more out of him. I think he can do better. Uh, and then they bring in LaVisca Chanel. Maybe he can uh, make an impact this year. He should, he's going to get used like more than just receivers. He'll get so used. He, he, he should have more of an impact than a normal rookie wide receiver, but like, uh, who knows if he gets in the top. I hope, I hope they use him as, a, as one of the top three receivers because he is better than a lot of those guys, but who knows if they will. I don't think he gets more of an impact than most rookie wide receivers this year just because I'm not a Gardner Minshew fan. Um, I think he's very Andy Dalton-esque with a little more mobility to him. Uh, guy isn't going to win you games by any means. I think he really has to be carried to wins. Um, however, I do think he's okay with clock management and that. Uh, I actually do like Leonard Fournette, unlike you, Davey, but their offensive line is absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this team has, I think, the least amount of talent in the whole division, which is surprising because I think they had the most amount of talent as of last year, but obviously with all the uh, players getting shipped out, Telvin Smith not coming back, obviously, and uh, such a weird situation. Yeah, it's 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 really looking rough for these Jags. I don't know. I, I'm I'm leaning on the side of optimism with the team. Like, I mean, as optimistic as six and ten can be, that's still like a bottom end of, <laughs> yeah. of the league type team. Yeah, but I think it's enough. We're like. Like, get in on these – like, I keep going back to fantasy football because, like, you know, we're big fantasy football yeah. guys. Get in on these options in fantasy football. You're going to get them at decent values. Even if you don't love Gardner Minshew, like, you're going to get him at the end of the draft. He's going to give you that rushing yeah. floor. Yeah, like, and Leonard Fournette's going in, like, the third round or something. Yeah, so, that late, that's I think, Fournette for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just that sign. And Tyler Eifert, if he stays healthy, like, he has a lot of talent. And, like, that's – Gardner Minshew's <laughs> the type of guy who will use his tight end. Yeah. So, like, it, like the options are, are there. And so – Here's the thing. I know we always say, like, if someone's healthy and, you know, we never are factoring injuries into our uh, records and that. But with this episode specifically, with Tyler Eifer and then the other names you were mentioning, I think we well, can yeah. factor injuries. <laughs> well, yeah, year. but. But, yeah. Hey, so, Tyler Eifer was healthy all last year pretty much. Because he was the second well, or, yeah. second we're, tight end. So. Hey, he was healthy, wasn't he? Yeah. So maybe he's going to be super healthy this year for the first time ever. Maybe. I like Josh Oliver, too. So I love Josh Oliver. We'll see what he can do. But, uh, yeah, the Jags are actually the last place team in my whole uh, whole NFL. So, um, interesting. But, hey, really? they'll rebound with Trevor Lawrence. So <laughs> Do you guys have anyone going 0-16? I do not. No. Do you? No. I have the Jets going 0 16. The Jets? Wow. Going I don't. They, they have too many opt outs on the defense. Too many. I get that, but and like, I just don't like the Jets. At all. I couldn't believe I put so them. So what did you I have? The, three and thirteen. I couldn't believe that. What did you have the Patriots? Because they had the most opt outs in the league. And they still got Bill. They got Cam. Oh, were they going fourteen and two? No, I don't have them that high. I don't, I'm missing the playoffs too. I think. No, they may get. Never mind. Ten and six. Nine I'm, trying seven. Find, I'm trying to find it. Hold on. 
And this is why oh, I got him 10 and 6. Yeah, you're 10 right. 10 and 6. Yeah. 6. Yeah, I had him at 11 and 5, so I have him a little higher than yeah. you do. All right. Jeez. That's interesting, David. Yeah, I think I had them at 7 and 9. I don't know. I have the Redskins going to 0 and 16 as well. I have two 0 so 16 teams. Yeah, you know what? I would love to see it. That would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be something. I'm having, I'm having Lions flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have the Redskins go 1 and 15. Yeah, so That's my last place team. Do you have any 16 and 0 teams? No. Okay, so you're not yeah, like Yeah, I'm, I'm not that biased, no. You're not like Colin Coe. So yeah. dumb. How could you ever predict a team going 16 and 0? He has the Ravens, right? Going, yeah. yeah like, I can predict 0 and 16 because some teams are really that bad. Like, the Redskins yeah. are borderline that bad. Exactly. But, like, 16 and 0, no, you're bound to mess up somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I had the Ravens listen, going fourteen and two. If you um, listen to the last episode where we did the East, I had the Redskins at two and fourteen as well. So uh, they are my second gotcha. worst team in the league, only behind the Jaguars. Oh. Um, let's quickly go over some MVP candidates and Rookie of the Year candidates for this division. Uh, we'll start with MVP first, uh, Davey. You're up. I mean, there's only one choice here. I'm sorry. I mean, Deshaun Watson. That's about it. I mean, no one else that could. I mean, maybe. Henry, but I doubt he will. Just just me being optimistic, but it's just a Sean. See, I mean, I, I obviously agree. D. Watts is my number one guy. If the Texans, it was, it was hard to think of one. I just... <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> honestly, if, if this Texan team makes playoffs, like it's yeah. because of Deshaun Watson. Yeah. It's because he had a crazy year. That's but, why I don't like him because he said do every single thing. Yeah, yeah, which is fair. And like I, I gave a list. I chose like for all the divisions. I wrote down two people from every team just in case I wanted to spice something up. And Derrick Henry was also yeah, my exactly. number the two. Two I had, yeah. Yeah. So it's but it's it's Deshaun Watson. Not gonna happen, but yeah, yeah. you're right. And Deshaun Watson not gonna be able to win it for me. They didn't make playoffs. So Philip Rivers, whoa, he's coming out. Uh, I I don't think there's other than D Watts. I don't think anyone's really capable of doing it. But Philip Rivers. The uh, the turret, you can call him, because he's got a good arm. He's got a very good arm. Uh, definitely top 10 arm in the league, I'd argue. And But bottom, like, one, he's worse mobility in the league. No, Tom and, Brady's worse. Oh, wow, uh, you know what? Give me Tom Brady because he's been <laughs> hit so little in his career. I feel like I can trust him a little more running the ball. If Philip Rivers runs the ball and gets hit, he might disintegrate. Well, he's not going to get hit at all because his offensive line is very good. Uh, I think that's why he has a bounce back because uh, the offensive line is so good. So, um, And I, kn- I know you guys are seeing me look at my computer like I'm reading notes. There's no notes here whatsoever. I'm just looking at Indianapolis Colts 9-7, and 4-2. Uh, I wish I had notes written down, but they're just coming to my head because I'm just that damn good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Phillip Rivers, let's see, I wrote a couple notes down here. Chargers had all the weapons for Rivers, but Rivers couldn't make anything of it due to the lack of pass blocking and lack of mobility. The Colts don't give him as many weapons, but they do give him a top-five offensive line. Basically what I was just saying. So, uh I mean, he's my MVP candidate because he actually makes the playoffs, unlike Sean Watson. So that's what uh, that's that's what I do. Uh, Davey, rookie of the year. Your we thoughts? We all know it's going to be Clyde Edwards-Helaire, but this is a different division, obviously. So yes. I picked uh, Jonathan Taylor. It's the easiest choice here. Best offensive line. He's had to go fucking ham. He's the, I think he's the most talented running back to come out of the draft, in my opinion. Do you guys agree? Oh, I, he was my number one quarterback. I, don't know about you. I do not. You I think exactly DeAndre Swift's better. better. Okay. Which is which is fair, but I think I, 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 and then I had Michael Pittman as, as my backup because I like him a lot too. I think Jonathan Taylor is the best runner in the draft. Yeah. However, the best overall running back, I think DeAndre Swift takes that just because of his gotcha. passing ability or pass yeah. catching ability. But unfortunately, he's at the Lions, so I feel yes, for him, that does drop sucks. him down a couple yeah. <laughs> couple notches for me. Yeah. Sucks. I'm a Lions diehard, and it yeah. sucks. 
Yeah. A waste of talent. All right, Chase. I, like, I, I'm not going to talk about Jonathan Taylor, even though he's my clear number one pick. I'll go with a guy on the defensive side of the ball who I think can win it, and that is Ross Blacklock of the Houston Texans. I think this kid comes in, day one starter, uh, just tough for defensive linemen as ro- rookies, but he can come in, uh, really provide some pre- pressure, do well in the run game, do well in the pass game. He's got the ability to be a day one impact guy and have a very, very nice career as a defensive lineman. So just since he went Jonathan Taylor, I'm going to lean Ross Blacklock on this one. I think Jonathan Taylor is awesome, but Marlon Mack's still a great talent. He had over 1,000 yards last year. so It's more of the offensive line than his talent, though. Like, like Jonathan Taylor is the more, far more talented running back. But I would Mar- agree. Yeah, but Marlon Mack will still be used as the number one, at yeah. least for the first half of the season, I would say. Exactly. So that that's why I don't have him as my rookie of the year. <clears throat> Which is fine. I get that. I actually have C.J. Henderson. I like that uh, pick, too, though. Because he's obviously going to be a starter for the Jags. They lost Jalen Ramsey, lost A.J. Bouye. Uh, they they definitely needed help. They invested a lot of draft capital into C.J. Henderson. So uh, I've got him for the fact that I believe he is the best peer coverage corner that got drafted this year. I think Okuda is a top three talent out of the draft this year. I do not see C.J. Henderson as that. However, I like C.J. Henderson's cover skills Better than Okuda's as of right now. Um, there was a lot of talk about C.J. Henderson even possibly jumping Okuda. It would have been oh, asinine in my opinion. Yes, but a week leading into the draft, a week before the draft, a lot of analysts were actually talking about how some teams had C.J. Henderson over Okuda. And here's one reason that I think C.J. Henderson could come off to a hotter start than Jeff Okuda. The coverage skills are huge in the NFL, and if you don't have those coverage skills right away, you need to have really good tackling, obviously, and Okuda has that. So I think Okuda will be good. However, I don't think he really gets into the groove uh, until the latter half of the season. He's got to work on uh, the coverage skills just a little bit more because everyone's bigger and faster in the NFL. I think C.J. Henderson already has that. I think he's going to have a lot of pass breakups, a couple interceptions. I think he's going to be very good. I think he can have a Marshawn Lattimore impact season. I know that's fair. That's very possible. And I, I like C.J. Henderson too. I would still obviously take Okuda over him. Uh, but like people got to remember, Okuda's just like he doesn't have a flaw in his game, which yeah. is why he's like the clear number, like top three talent in this draft. Whereas Henderson might be the more ready guy. And you know, there's people that. Like they're just they're more ready, but they don't have the ceiling, so they don't go as high. They'll have Absolutely. that great rookie impact, and after two three years, they're just kind of fizzling out because their body's worn down. Where someone taking a little bit higher might be off to a slower start, and then has that longer career. That's kind of where where these two could really be. So I do like that pick though for rookie of the year. Absolutely, and to put it into layman terms, let's just go Madden ratings. These aren't official Madden ratings. I'm just making them on the spot just to show uh, the kind of comparison that we're going for here. So if you take C.J. <laughs> Henderson. Say he's got 90 zone coverage, 90 man coverage. Okuda could have 80 and then like 70 as his lowest stat, where CJ Henderson could have like 30 as his lowest stat. So he's really good in coverage, but he needs a lot of help when it comes to tackling and some other aspects of his play. Where Okuda, he's very well-rounded, but he's not at that elite level where Henderson is with coverage. But he's going to get there in my mind. Yep. Uh, all right, let's move on to the NFC. This is the division I know Davey's most excited <laughs> for. Um, your first place team, I have a feeling we know who it is, but... Uh, no, you don't. It's actually the Falcons. No, I'm just joking. Uh, it's the uh, Buccaneers going 13-3. and Get, Go home. 13-3. and three. Yes. Oh. They're going to have a rough start, obviously. They're going to lose their first game against the Saints. I mean, it's going to happen. 
Yeah, obviously it's going to happen. They have the best wide receiver duo. They're really deep at tight end, and Tom loves his tight ends. And their defense is actually very underrated. Their defense is underrated as hell, I think, in my opinion. The last six weeks, they were top five. They were top top five defense. They're coming together. That's fair. That's that's fair, and like I don't really disagree with that defense part, but I, I know you, I know you don't like Tom. I don't like Tom Brady in this offense at all. Tom Brady had the best offense ever, like written for him, and he was perfect for that type of offense. And sure, Bruce Arians is a good mind. I really like him as a coach, but can he just adjust an offense in year one to fit Tom Brady perfectly? Probably not. Like he's gonna love Chris Godwin, Tom Brady is this year, yeah. but Mike Evans is going to mightily struggle. He. I keep talking fantasy, but I'm gonna keep talking fantasy because that's what a lot of people will relate to. Yeah. He is literally on my do not draft list in fantasy. I think he could have, especially compared to like draft spot, he could be well, where the, he's going now. I want to take him he, that high. He could be the biggest bust percentage player in the NFL in terms of fantasy football this year. I don't think that's yeah. impossible at all because Tom Brady just doesn't throw the ball like that yeah. anymore. Chris Godwin's gonna be great. Mike Evans is just gonna be kind of maybe yeah. third or fourth fiddle on that offense behind Gronk, maybe even uh, whatever running back emerges, or maybe even. Um, What's his face? Uh, O.J. Howard. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I just, the team is just. Well, I think if Tom was on the team last year, they would have made the playoffs, in my opinion. Because Tom's not throwing 30, or 30 interceptions. No, but he's also not throwing that many yards. I think he's throwing 2,000 less yards. Maybe, but I think he'd be a lot better with it. I think, I think his run game is pretty bad this year. And well, that's the biggest weakness I see is the uh, running game. For that's sure. brutal. Yeah. I mean, I'll get more into the, the Buccaneers when they come up for me, yeah. but. Uh, Let's stay on track here, Chase. Your number one team is obviously Saints. the Carolina Panthers. No. Yeah, of course, Carolina Panthers. You won sixteen and zero. Uh, but the New Orleans Saints are an easy twelve and four when the division make the playoffs. This team, I just, I really, I really enjoy their offense. For how's that for an adjective? Drew Brees is the most like accurate thrower in the history of the league. He is. There's a reason he's been so successful. He throws the ball so well. He's got a really sustainable play style where he can continue playing for years if he wanted to. And his offense is just built to succeed. Michael Thomas broke records last year. Those those targets are going down, like, probably 30 or 40 because Emmanuel Sanders is going to be there, Alvin Kamara is going to be healthy, and then Jared Cook should still be used as a tight end too. This offense has everything you want going for him. I like the offensive line. I really like the receiving game. And then the running game, like, with like Kamara, like obviously he's not, like, going to be heavily running the ball, but he's going to get yeah. the targets. And Latavius Murray is still going to be a fantastic running option. So the offense is great. And then go to the defensive side of the ball. There's really no issues either. It's just this team's got everything going for them. They have the potential to go win a Super Bowl All easily. those weapons, but nothing to show for it every year. Okay. just That's truth. Just wait for this year. If Tom had that, dude. That's that's the unfortunate thing. Is I, I, mean, love, I like the Saints, though, yeah. Yeah, I love the Saints. And I think last year I had them as my Super Bowl winner over the Chiefs, maybe. Um, but anyways, Saints are my number one team. Obviously, they are twelve and four, just like Chase had them. I think the offense is a little more well rounded this year because obviously it was very pass heavy. I think Kamara gets a little more action this year. Uh, I love their defense. They've got great players on every level of the defense. Um, and I, I think Drew Brees continues to play well. I don't. I don't think he takes a step back this year. Uh, he continued to break records last year, and I think he does so this year as well. So, uh, twelve and four for the Saints, and obviously a playoff team. Yeah. Davey, the, you're number two. Uh, I have the uh, Saints going ten and six. Nice playoff I team. Mean, I would assume. Yeah, obviously, yeah, playoff team for sure. I mean, for all the things you guys said, they have a great offense still, all up in state. No one, no one left. Above average, above average defense for sure as well. So. Right. All right, Chase, your number two team. 
Minor do they make team. playoffs? But is the Atlanta Falcons at 11 and 5? Do make playoffs. I'm going home. <laughs> I mean, the Atlanta Falcons are they had just a horrible year last year. Things just did not go right from uh, the beginning of the year. Chokers. True. And okay, great that happened once. And so they had a rough start of the year last year. They really started putting together at the end of the year and like they finally God knows how long have an elite running back. I know Todd Gurley's got the major injury issues, but if he stays healthy, he's like just a ridiculous running back talent. I give me Hayden Hurst talents over Austin Hooper's talent every day of the week. Austin Hooper is a very average tight end who just saw so many targets. Hayden Hurst is going to eat Hayden those targets, Hurst. plus get an extra 20. Uh, and Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, both have potential to be wide receiver ones in terms of fantasy this year. I don't. I think that's very much possible, if not more realistic than just possible. This offense has everything going for them, and as well as the, the defense, like the defensive defensive backs, in my opinion, you know, they it could use a, a bit of work. But I still like it enough where the offense is going to be so productive. It's just going to be hard to stop that momentum, and this team is just gonna. I don't want to say steamroll the teams that they win, but they're they're going to win by some pretty decent margins. The one thing with the Falcons, and I'll get more into it when uh, I talk about them, but ever since they choked in the Super Bowl, they have not. They've been a very average team. They've not been the top team, top team in the South since then. And I, I don't know. Matt Ryan has not gotten back to his MVP caliber, and the team overall just hasn't looked as good. So uh, I'll get back to them though as my number two team. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yay, uh, I'm not very happy about it because in my hot takes, I said I think they're going to be uh, 500 or less, so 8-8 eight and eight or less. Uh, but when looking at the schedule, I couldn't really not give them the record of 10-6, and six, um, which obviously not as high as Davey at 13-3. and three. But as Davey was saying, they their defense has mightily improved. Uh, that was their biggest issue for, geez, like five-plus years. Uh, I think Tom Brady comes in, and he doesn't throw away games like Jameis does. Uh, they added a couple offensive weapons with, obviously, Gronk. They had Keyshawn Vaughn, and they also get one of the best offensive tackles out of this draft. So uh, I think they do well enough to just sneak into that seventh playoff spot in the NFC. Do you have them at eleven and five or ten and six? Ten and six. Okay, I was about to say eleven and five and just sneaking in the seventh spot. I was about to say that'd be crazy, but yes, okay. no. Ten and six, and yeah, they're the they're the seventh seed. So my my NFC is pretty good. Yeah, my, mine's the same way though. Honestly, my AFC like the, the lowest seed to make it is a pretty mediocre record. Yeah. All right, Davey, let's uh, now talk about your number three team. I have the Panthers going uh, six and ten. Okay. I mean, you have the Panthers winning six. Yes, yes, I do. I love. I do wow. like Tate Bridgewater. They got a bunch of offensive weapons, and I like their coach too as well. They're gonna be really good on defense, in my opinion. I mean, if if we had like the normal off season, I think they'd be a lot better. But with right. COVID, it's not gonna be anything special. But that six def- and ten is not special. No, but that defense doesn't have Luke Kuechly anymore. Obviously, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. that the was a big, big loss. Yes, it's so young and defense. Defense is a really hard position to transition mm-hmm. to in the NFL, so it, there's going to be a lot of growing pains. Yeah. And I like Matt Rule a lot too. I think yeah. he has potential to be a great NFL coach. But year one coaches like there's a there's a learning adjustment. They don't have yeah. a lot of success. It's very rare to have a lot of success, especially 
and when you're inheriting a team that was very, very underwhelming, Christian McCaffrey was literally the franchise. Yeah. Like he was the only person on the field. All, all game they long. also didn't have a quarterback. No, like that's yeah. that's fair, and I don't disagree. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is a safe be, option. I no, think like, yeah, like he's safe. He could be nice, but he's never gonna propel you into anything yeah. special. He's never. I don't think he's got enough to ever win you games personally. CMC does, sure, but the rest of this team is just. No, it's just not it. I think they have one of the lesser passing attacks in the league. Uh, I just I just think they're one of the lowest-growing teams in the league. Chase is a hater. Yeah, I could tell. All right, Chase, your number three team is obviously the Bucks. Yes, it is. Thank at God. seven and nine. <laughs> I was not putting them at fourth. That, that'd be ridiculous. Well, the way that he yeah, was just I know, talking I know, about I still, the Panthers. Yeah. He hates you know, the Bucks even more, I, so I was nervous. The Panthers <laughs> are so bad, but the Bucks will not win a game this year. No, <laughs> uh, no I have at seven and nine. Uh, just... Like they do good in the division, they go four and two in the division. Honestly, like that's it, very possible. But I just I don't like. I struggle with year one like quarterbacks because quarterbacks going for agency to new teams. It doesn't happen that often, yeah. especially as starters, and they don't usually do that well. There's, there's a lot of growing pains, and it's just like with the Colts. I don't like Philip Rivers just going there. Even if Tom Brady is the goat, I still think that a lot of it attributes to playing in such a hard to predict like scheme for so many years and just being able to work with everything that he's got. I just I just don't think the offense is enough to get it done. The defense is what I think really helps them this year. I think that helps them win a couple games where the offense can still, but the running game is so horrible in my opinion. Yeah. And I like I really like really love really Chris Godwin for this year. I like the tight end option, especially Gronk for uh one year. But Mike Evans is gonna disappoint. OJ Howard I can't disappoint compared to last year. It's yeah, literally impossible. It's but, like, he's uh, not going to be a stud by any means. But he could be a very reliable option. But it's just not enough to put him over the hump. If Tom Brady goes and stays for another year, sure, like, there's he's a chance that – Yeah, I think he will as well. Um, I think at that point they're a playoff team once the COVID offseason is done. He can really adjust. Bruce Arians can understand yeah. it a little more, and then they're better off from there. But I think Tom's biggest strength is his mind. And he's going to learn oh, all it, that it very is. quickly. And, he, and he's been, like, practicing since, like – the offseason yeah, started. No, I'm not really putting it on him. He's been breaking I'm, all the rules, uh, learning the playbook, all that stuff. I know. So. I'm, not, I'm not putting it on like, him I, I, per I, se. I know, it's, I'm just it's, saying like, I think he's going to learn it fast. No, I, I think it's if, if Bruce Arians can um, transition the right way and yeah. if if the players can go from playing with Jameis Winston to Tom Brady. E- yeah. Even if Tom Brady is a significantly better quarterback, that's a hard, huge mm. difference to just transition to. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the old post that Tom Brady made or – or maybe a reporter made it uh, from a quote that he had, but he basically said uh, something I didn't really realize yeah, I was that. how hard it yeah. was to read a, or like to learn a new playbook. Yeah. And then Josh McCown quote tweeted it and said, oh, "I yeah. guess I am better at him than something." <laughs> so yeah, um, that's fantastic. Gotta love that. My third place team, the Atlanta Falcons. They are eight and eight, three and three division record. Uh, like I said earlier, this team has been very average since they uh, absolutely collapsed in the Super Bowl. And I honestly think this is going to be the last year of Dan Quinn. Uh, he hasn't been able to get this team back since Kyle Shanahan left, and I don't think he does it this year either. I think they've got a lot of household names that are just amazing. Julio Jones, obviously. Matt Ryan. you got Keanu Neal, Deion Jones, Grady Jarrett. But for some reason, they always seem to collapse. So... Um, not Julio. However, Julio can't score touchdowns. Yeah, well, that, but that's not his fault. If, if you look at the numbers, like the amount of targets he gets in the red zone, he's usually like fourth or fifth on the team. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He's probably yeah. the best receiver in the league, and you just don't throw him the ball in the end zone. Makes no sense. But uh, on, on the whole Dan Quinn coaching change thing, 
I have the not making the playoffs, obviously, but losing round one. And I think last year's like atrocity on top of losing round one in playoffs, I think that is enough for the coaching change because they're going to kind of realize that it's just not enough to put them over the hump with the way the roster is. And I don't think it is either. I think they're just good enough to win the regular season. Then when it comes time playing a team at their skill level, they're just not going to be able to handle it. And we're going to see probably a major overhaul in that team. I think they have playoffs this year and then coaching change, mass overhaul next year, and maybe see a new quarterback in that room. I agree with the massive overhaul thing. Uh, not the playoff thing because yeah, yeah. they do not make it at 8-8. Eight and eight. But uh, this team is in such a weird position. And I really feel for all the Atlanta Falcon fans out there because it seems like the Bengals are always trapped between this position and shitty. You know, they never get to a Super Bowl like the Falcons did. But right where you guys are at right now, I feel sorry for you and and feel bad because you have the talent there. However, you can't get it done. Once the coach leaves, you got a 30-year-old plus Matt Ryan. He's going to be moving on once there's a new coach. At least I think that's going to be the case. So uh, really weird position for the Falcons. So I I feel for their fans, and they're not going to make plays this year in my mind. Davey, let's now finish it off with you. Uh, fourth team in the division, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. Yep, and they're five and eleven. I wow. just I hate that they, they, they don't have anything at all on defense, in my opinion. And then they never utilize their talent at all on offense. In my, I just yeah. what I see. They don't win. They, they do fantasy wise for sure, obviously. But I'm talking about winning games. They have a prolific passing offense. The running game has always been their issue yeah. because Devontae Freeman just likes to be He was in so, so good. That's yeah. the first couple of years. Yeah, but the last few years. All his injuries. Yeah, and... he's just been a cripple. Yeah. And if Todd Gurley, that's some, like, it's another thing, if he could stay healthy. But Todd Gurley stayed healthy all last year. Yeah. So hopefully that light But he wasn't work... the same, Todd Gurley. No, he wasn't because he got a really light workload because they were worried about him. So hopefully that light workload last year plus the light workload that they're what, what is camp. his issue? They, they keep it quiet. Well, it's, it's, or yeah, what? they're worried that the arthritis is going to be a, like a now issue, but arthritis isn't something that's going to bug him for at least another 10, 15 years. Like, he should be fine. Like, yeah, it, that's, why, it, that's why I don't it understand. Some, it, was, yeah. it was very weird the way they handled it. Yeah, it has it has some issues right now, but nothing that should like really hinder him when you're that gifted of a talent that Todd Gurley is. Yeah. So if they just like let him run, especially since he's kind of on like this like one year. Is he, it's a one-year deal, isn't yeah, it? One-year deal. Yeah, one-year deal. Yeah. Like, just, just let him run. And yeah. if you let Todd Gurley run, yeah. like, we've seen what he can do. I love Todd Gurley. I can't yeah. wait to see him He's my favorite NFL player. In the black really? and red. Yeah. Can't wait. That's going to look so good. Yeah, I, I, I love I, I, Gurley. That's a great combo. Like, I, I have that uh, blue and yellow, like, Rams jersey. I want to get a Falcons one now, too, with Todd yeah. Gurley. But their new jerseys are ugly. I know they are. I hate those, like, fade ones. It, it, it doesn't look good on theirs. I, I don't yeah. mind the fade. I don't, I don't think it looks good on theirs, though. I mean, at least they didn't do... The absolute butcher job that the Rams oh, did. That's not oh, that's go there, dude. When we start to see those in hard knocks, I think I'm just going to turn it off, dude. That's going to be terrible. Yep. Uh, all right, Chase, your last place team, the Carolina Panthers. Don't tell me you've only given them two wins. I have only given them two wins. Oh, my. Why would I give them more than two wins? They, you know who their wins are against? Their wins are against the football team. Nice. And then the Broncos. They're winning week 14 and week 16. Okay. Uh, this team, I just, the defense is just too young. I think Matt Rule, I don't think it's going to be his fault. I think it's just going to be this team is just too young, too many growing pains, and then Teddy Bridgewater just not being anything special enough. I like Teddy in terms of a fantasy option yet again because he's going to have some rushing yards, you would think, but like his passing game is going to be just so below average, like easily below average. CMC is going to have to try to carry the load, and I know he hasn't gotten hurt yet, but I'm so worried he's going to get hurt. Who can handle the ball that much and not get hurt? It, it's insane. I know he's probably got this like out of this world type of a body physique where he's 
probably doesn't have to worry about it. That's why he hasn't yet. Probably similar to mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, I gotta, I, I'm really nervous that there's at some point where it's just going to be too much and it's all going to fall apart. And that could happen if he gets that type of workload again this year at some point in the season. I just, this offense just is not enough for me to supplement how bad this defense is going to be. Just not because they don't have talent, just because yeah. they're so young and disorganized. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> tell, me why, tell me why I'm wrong for your fourth place team as well. <laughs> yeah, my fourth place team. Uh, I've got them at five and eleven. Um, here's the main so, reason so I have them this high, and I, I will scream it. I don't love scream. Matt Rule. I love Matt Rule. I love 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 Matt Rule. The most loved quarter, rookie quarterback I have had since Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has worked out. Rookie coach. Wasn't great in his first. Yeah, rookie coach. What did I say? Quarterback. Yeah, whatever. Same thing. Same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, since Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan didn't have a great first year, but then Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, injury, all that all that kind of stuff. Um, but he just took his team to the Super Bowl, so not too bad. Uh, I've got that much faith in Matt Rule. I think he's one of the best young defensive coaches in the league. Yeah. Going to be really weird to see a defensive head coach because there's not a lot of those around anymore. Yeah. We see the best coach ever, Bill Belichick, <clears throat> a defensive coach. So Second best, Matt Patricia, defensive coach. Who? Whoa. Who? <laughs> uh, no. uh, that is my – I do have an issue. Like, I like Matt Rule, and I think he's going to be one of those exceptions, but I think defensive coaches kind of just need to start yeah, really – like they're, they're being pushed out. And they're, they're, all, they're almost a dying breed. Like he, I think he's got the potential to be one of those exceptions. But. The nice thing is Brian Flores is a defensive coach too, so if, if those two – Brian Flores looked phenomenal Fantastic. last year. He's one of my favorite coaches in the NFL, and he's a defensive coach. It's so and then weird. I've got so much faith in Matt Rule that if both of those guys start coming up and start like proving their worth, and maybe yeah. we see more defensive coaches back, come back in. And then we see a lot of flopping teams because that's not the way the NFL Like is. the Lions, yeah. <laughs> yes, actually. Um, but also, Joe Brady, if Matt Rule oh God, will man. just let Joe Brady run with the offense, like no input whatsoever from Matt Rule, um, because let's be honest, Baylor's offense wasn't great. They didn't have a lot of weapons outside of Denzel Mims, but not a great offense where Joe Brady obviously made a historical offense with LSU last year. Um, let Joe Brady run with the offense. Matt Rule, you do everything else, including the defense, obviously, and then it'd be good. You know what the biggest blunder of this whole offseason is? The Bengals not hiring Joe Brady. Like, No, I think saw. the biggest blunder was Matt Patricia staying on board. No, yeah, one more year. One more year. <laughs> okay, like, that. like you just saw what he did with your like tremendous like rookie quarterback coming in. Dude, you saw what he why did are you and, attacking my team? No, I'm I like well because they're like easy to attack and they deserve being attacked because I think like, that was such they an, don't that was such an easy obvious hire for a team that had nothing to lose after the performance last year. Really, just hire the guy's offensive coordinator. He did so well. Similar weapons when it comes to the passing game and the running game as LSU, and based on like just pure talent. Do you disagree? Uh, Zach Taylor's better, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, well, uh, regardless. I, I, who's the head coach right now? Enough said. Okay. Um, and then I'll talk about the the team as a whole. I've only talked about their coaching staff. Uh, that offense, if Teddy Bridgewater is the real deal, uh, he's got it all there. He doesn't have a great offensive line, but it's very middle of the pack for the NFL, which is good enough. And then he's got the – Best running back in the league as of last year. I would take Saquon over him, Saquon's but the best back. you know it's it's up in the air. He is definitely a top three running back in the league. You've got three great outside options at the wide receiver position with DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. So he's got everything that he needs. 
Just will he step up? I don't know. That's why they're only 5'11". And also, the Carolina Panthers defensive line looks really good. Like, it's very young, but it looks really good and looks like it could be a top defensive line for years. Um, and yes, they lost some big players like Luke Keekley, but I don't know. Matt Rule, he's going to get it done. I just for say, only five wins, but... Yeah, I should say, it's really not <laughs> worth arguing... Like a two win, like my two win team compared to your yeah. six or your five win. It's yeah. really not worth arguing, and we all agree we like Matt Rule too. So this is a team I'll happily, like I'll happily be wrong about the Panthers. If they do better than I, than what I project them to, that's a team I'll be happy they did better as. And them. I would disagree. I don't like Matt Rule. I love Matt Rule. <laughs> okay. So well, um, you know what I freaking mean. There we go. Let's now get into MVP and Rookie of the Year from this division. Uh, Davey, let's go MVP first. I mean, you know my answer here. It's pretty simple. It's uh, Tom Brady. Oh, my. Did he just say that? Yes. I have... got the Bucks winning record at age, what, 43? Oof. By okay. the way, you know, I, I mentioned I picked eight eight names for MVP, so two from each team. Then <laughs> Tom's not um, one of them. No, he's one of them, but he is fifth on that list. Okay. I, I got to at least put it's him in there. Bad. Like, what two players would I pick from the from the box over Tom Brady? Did he have Todd Gurley over Tom Brady? I yes, mean, I did. I did, yeah. <laughs> that's that's nice. But, like, I, I chose Matt Ryan as my MVP favorite. Um, it's him, him or Drew Brees. Either way, I they're, they're pretty close, so I just figured I'd go – I go Matt Ryan for the sake of Mike probably picking Drew Brees. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So like I figured just just, just for the conversation, uh, if, if this team does what I think they can do at eleven and five, it's going to be on the back of a very great offense. Matt Ryan will go back to being the really consistent quarterback he's been his whole career, and Todd Gurley will have a tremendous rushing season as well as being a great receiving running back as he has been in his career. The offense is just I think really has the potential to come together like a perfect painted picture. Yeah, Matt Ryan hasn't done it without Kyle Shanahan, but. It's possible. Uh, yeah, Drew Brees, I think he is – gosh, I just I just love that dude. I, so do I. I. I think he is probably my favorite quarterback of all time. Uh, obviously, yours is Tom Brady. He's probably like my second or third. Yeah, Drew Brees <laughs> is absolutely you – can't, You can't hate Drew Brees. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. And He's like, awesome. Yeah. I, and I was going to say, for like, I, like my top eight, the top four are – like New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons. So I've met Ryan, Drew Brees, Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara in that order for my top four of the, from the division, yeah. hmm. just so you know. All right, yeah, so Brees, my MVP. We'll now move on to Rookie of the Year. Honestly, it was very, very hard to find one in this. I I put uh, Keyshawn Vaughn just, okay. just because, you know, Tom loves throwing the running back, and right. they have no one else. I mean, LeSean McCoy did, did, did just get signed, so there's competition there. But honestly – that's the only one I can think of. I don't know so why people are so high on Ronald Jones this year. I'm not at all. Yeah. Like, I don't think Ronald Jones They haven't has... done shit the past, like, yeah. Couple of years, yeah, like three years? Or... He hasn't shown anything, and I don't think he's all that talented either, so... Yeah, all, all Ronald Jones has done is Yeah, I think Alec likes Ronald Jones, right? Or who's... Yes. Yeah, yeah, and so does Giuseppe. I don't understand that, yeah. They're both... I feel like they're both kind of souring on him, but... Yeah. Yeah. All right, you ready for my my rookie of the year? Yeah, oh, I am. Yeah, on the defensive side of the yeah, ball, it, yeah. Antoine Winfield. From Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, like, this guy has, has got what you want on a defensive back. I'd assume he's going to play more. I don't know if he's going to play more safety or corner. I assume he's going to play more safety than anything. But as a safety last year, uh, playing for Minnesota, 83 total tackles, three and a half for loss, three sacks, and seven interceptions. And the Big Ten is not a high-passing conference at all. So, so to have those types of numbers is pretty tremendous. He's someone who I love. He's one of my favorites for Rookie of the Year. He's probably a top three candidate for me for Rookie of the Year because I think he comes in and has such a ridiculous impact. Interesting. I, I like Whitfield, and I think he can do uh, some nice things with that Tampa Bay secondary. But, uh, you know, we'll have to see. However, 
He's not my rookie of the year. Let me just uh, yeet my rookie of the year out there. It would be Yitor oh, Gross Matos with the Carolina Panthers. Oh. Uh, here not we go. Not Derek Brown. First, yeah, not even Derek Brown. The second round pick of the Carolina Panthers. They went all defense. I absolutely love it. Um, let's just talk about a story real quick, all right? <laughs> Yitor Gross Matos lost his dad and 12-year-old older brother at only two years old. So what a great story of adversity to deal with and to come back and really make something of yourself. He's a second-round draft pick, and I think he's going to be a very good player in the NFL. Uh, a third-best pass rusher, in my mind, out of this draft, only behind Chase Young and Caleb on Chase on. And I think that he is a very complete player outside of needing to gain a little more strength. But he's a very lanky dude. He's very long and I think he compares similarly to like a Carlos Dunlap who has been a, a pro bowler multiple times. So And it really works for the defense that the Panthers are gonna run. Absolutely. And and with Matt Rule leading the charge and then having them having Derek Brown and Kwan Short in the middle and then Brian Burns on the other side, those are three big names. I think Gross Matos is gonna be the least looked at. And that's why I think he can have a pretty big impact. So uh, I'm I'm very high on this defensive line and Matt Rule, obviously. So I, I think Gross Matos has a very nice rookie season. And I know, I know I already said it once, but I'll, I'll say it again. The Panthers are the one team I want to <clears throat> happily be wrong about, other than the Lions going like 16-0. and 0, But yeah. like, be realistic, like the Panthers are the one team I want to be happily wrong about because I like Matt Rule. I like the – like the what's the word I'm looking for? Crap. The weapons that are there, like the, especially defensively. I really like what – could be done, but I'm just so nervous about it just because it, it the whole group is so young. If there was a couple young pieces, like one or two young pieces, then fine. But the whole group is just so young. It makes me so nervous. But this will be a team that I will happily be wrong about or I will very happily be right about. Absolutely. All right, let's quickly recap before we end the episode. Davey, your only AFC South playoff team was the Titans, correct? Uh, yep. And then Chase, your only AFC South uh, playoff team was the Houston Texans. Correct. I had the Titans and the Colts making the playoffs out of the AFC South. A lot of diversity there. I like that. What's that? <laughs> a lot of diversity there. I like that. We don't get that that often in these That's episodes. Good. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, the NFC South, Chase had here. the Saints and the Falcons <laughs> out did. of there. Uh, Davey had the Buccaneers and the Saints. And then I had the Saints and the Buccaneers. So a uh, little less diversity there, but still saw a little bit. So, uh, all right. Very nice, Davey. Thanks for coming yeah, on. No problem. Thanks for it having me. Uh, it was a, a lot of fun. Yes. We got to talk a little trash and got to talk about my love for Matt Rule. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the AFC and NFC South. Our final episode of our four-part series will be coming out next week, and that'll be the AFC and the NFC North, the, the big finale with the Bengals, the Lions, the non-16-0 Ravens because we're not Colin Coward. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure to tune in for that. want to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. And if you want to stay up to date with us, you can follow us at WNP Sports Pod on Twitter. And you can also follow us now on Instagram and Facebook. I will put those socials in the description, the, the links of those socials in the description for you guys. Uh, if you could give us a like, a subscribe, and make sure to hit that bell for notifications. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, anything like that, uh, please rate us five stars. We really appreciate you guys coming out. And as always, we're not professionals.